Hey, what's up? It's Jared with State Attack. Today we're going to talk about the Galaxy S20 phones, and of course, that has been the buzz all this week. I took a little bit of time to think about things before putting this video out. I definitely wanted to make sure that I had access to all of the specs and stuff, which typically isn't available on the day that the phone is actually announced. And now that all that information is out, I've combed through it. I have some thoughts that I wanted to share with all of you on these devices, and also just some opinions about the camera situation because Samsung definitely made this all about the cameras in their keynote, which uh, you know was interesting, but also a little overblown, I think. Samsung was definitely trying to position themselves as a pro camera manufacturer, just like Apple did last year. So in Apple's keynote, they were all about this iPhone 11 Pro with a pro camera, and you know they tried to make the cameras look more pro and all that stuff. And the phone takes a great photo, but Samsung phones take great photos also. I have my Note 10 Plus here, and also my S10 Plus that came out last year, and these phones take amazing photos. They are on par with the photo that I get out of my iPhone 11 Pro, even though these aren't these aren't considered Pro or Ultra. That's coming out this year. So with Samsung's announcements, of course, they needed to match the hype of the camera lingo and the camera talk. We've seen camera megapixel battles and who's more pro and whatnot. That's taken place in the DSLR camera, mirrorless camera world for ages. Of course, the, the megapixel race isn't such a big deal anymore as most people don't need images that are as large as 100 megapixels. Most people don't need an image that is really any more than 20 megapixels. Even in a camera such as like this Sony A6600, this camera, I think is like 22 or so megapixels, plenty large of an image for the majority of the things that I am ever gonna do with it. So let's talk about these S20s. Of course, there's three of them, the S20, the Plus, and the Ultra. All of them have little bits of differences with the main difference being the camera. So different color options, of course, are typical. And the sizes of the phones, 6.2 inch between the 6.9 inch of the Ultra, which is a large phone. We're getting into a big size phone. We haven't seen a phone with that size of a display for a little while. Of course, some other manufacturers have phones that large, but we haven't seen a Samsung phone with that large of a display for a while. Of course, I have the uh, the two devices here from last year, and they're both pretty good-sized displays. And if I compare the S10 Plus to like an iPhone 11 Pro Max, the display's pretty close to the same size. If I compare the Note 10 Plus to an iPhone 11 Pro Max, they're about the same size with the Note being just a little bit wider. So the 6.9 inch display is going to be pretty crazy. And then of course the the actual thickness or the uh, the depth of the phone is a little bit bigger as well with the Ultra at 8.8 .8 millimeters, which the 7.8 and 7.9 millimeters of the smaller phones. So that's almost a whole millimeter thicker, which I'm actually excited about. I like having a little bit more of a phone to hold on to. I feel like these phones have gotten so thin that they're just really challenging to use. And of course the Samsung phones with the rounded edges, uh, you know, of course it has accidental like 
palm touch detection and stuff like that so that it doesn't, but it doesn't always work perfect. And so having a little bit more to grip onto on the side, I'm actually looking forward to that. And so I most likely will be getting the Ultra because I want to try out all those features. Uh, but I am also excited, not just for the camera. I'm excited that the phone is a little bit thicker. So all these phones have Quad HD Plus AMOLED displays that are about two, two and a half K in resolution, which is great. Uh, that means that our anything in 4K that we're watching on them, of course, is going to look great because that's larger than the, the resolution of the display. But HD content also looks good. It's kind of upsampled, and it still looks good on the display. Most of us are probably not going to run at those maximum display settings. Of course, these phones are also capable of 120 hertz or 60 hertz refresh rates, and you have to switch between the two. The 120 hertz refresh rate is not available in the full resolution option. You have to go down a resolution, which is typical of where most people are going to be. Even though these phones have high resolutions, if you go into that high resolution, you take a little bit of a hit on your battery life and if you go up to that 120 refresh rate you're also going to take a little bit of a hit on your battery life as well so probably for most of us we're going to be not at that full resolution but one notch lower and like I am with my other Samsung phones and then we'll probably be at that 60 hertz refresh unless you are going to be gaming and then you can actually go in and change that during the time that you're going to be gaming for games that do support the 120 hertz refresh which a lot of games are moving towards that we've seen that happening with uh, Apple and on some of the iPads and some of their devices we've seen a few other Android games starting to move that direction so that's great we have a single front-facing camera, which I, you know, I'm missing the days of having dual front-facing cameras like on the S10 Plus because you get dedicated cameras that can do their job well, as opposed to one camera that has to try and do it all. Now, on the two smaller phones, the S20, S20 Plus, you're getting a 10 megapixel selfie camera with dual pixel autofocus. That is a good technology, and dual pixel autofocus is something that's come over from traditional DSLR style cameras. Canon was the one that kind of brought that into existence and has made that term dual pixel autofocus popular. And we're seeing that in the front facing cameras of our first two phones. But when you get to the S20 Ultra, you get a 40 megapixel selfie camera, which is insane, way large, way too large unusable at that resolution. You don't need that much resolution, but you're getting phase detect autofocus. Now on the selfie camera, this isn't going to be as big of a deal as when we start talking about the cameras on the back, but phase detect autofocus is not as good of a technology as the dual pixel autofocus because of the way that it works. It actually uses a separate focusing measure and as opposed to using the individual pixels. Dual pixel means that each pixel has a dual purpose on that camera sensor. And I'll talk about that more in my camera specific video, but the dual pixel autofocus is, is better. So it's, it's kind of a bummer that we're trading out megapixels for focusing capability. And I'm definitely gonna check that and test it so that I can report back because to me, that's a big deal. I don't care how high resolution the image is. If it's out of focus, it's garbage. So let's talk about the rear cameras, the S20 with the triple, the S20 Plus with the quad, and then the S20 Ultra with the super quad <laughs> with sensors and all that stuff. So on the uh, triple camera setup on the S20, we have the ultra wide, we have the wide angle, and we have the telephoto. 
Now, what's interesting to me, and I keep saying interesting to me, but I see these things and I question them and I wonder why. But the only camera lens on this S20 that has autofocus is the, the wide angle. The wide angle is the one with dual pixel and image stabilization, whereas on the ultra wide, you don't have that, which this is typical. The ultra wide camera typically is just set to infinity, and that's the same for a lot of devices. I mean, even your GoPro camera doesn't typically have autofocus. It's just set to infinity, and so it's hoping that anything beyond a certain distance from the sensor itself is going to be in focus, and things way back in the distance. Of course, you don't typically use an ultra-wide camera on a phone or anything to try and get tack-sharp uh, focus on something that is off in the distance. So that's typical. But when we get to the telephoto camera that also doesn't have anything listed as far as autofocus goes, that is where I start to think to myself, like, w w why have it then? If that is just set to infinity, you're not going to get a really good image out of that because there's no focusing going on within the lens there. And the ultra wide doesn't have it. The telephoto doesn't have it. The wide angle does have it. And so there's also no stabilization listed for those other two cameras, but there is optical image stabilization listed for the wide angle. So of course, the other cameras are getting digital stabilization or electronic stabilization, which is okay. It's getting better. That stabilization technology has improved substantially over the years. And so it's better than nothing. Optical stabilization, of course, is better because optical stabilization doesn't require a cropping in on the image so that it can stabilize electronically within the image. And it's also not using any math or any uh, type of computations, um, which, which essentially is guesswork on behalf of your device to, to keep that image stable. This is all getting much better. So I'm not necessarily knocking on the technology. It's just if I had to choose, I would rather have a camera like this that has a stabilized sensor and even a stabilized lens on it as opposed to relying on the camera doing a bunch of math behind the scenes to stabilize my image for me. This starts to get even more and more weird as we talk about the S20 Plus and the S20 Ultra that have more cameras, all in which missing autofocus capabilities. So since the S20 Plus is pretty close to the S20, with the, uh, of course, the depth vision camera being added on, I'm going to jump to the S20 Ultra and talk about that 108 megapixel camera, which is just like nonsense. I don't understand why we need that 108 megapixels. Um, that is an image size that nobody is going to use. I guarantee you are going to want to shoot at a much lower resolution than that, just so that you don't run out of storage on your device relatively soon. Of course, with the camera's ability, and they talked about that one shot or that one take, which essentially is shooting video and photos and all the things at once and then giving you like a little collection of clips to choose from, that is going to eat up storage. And of course, we're going to need larger storage device if you're going to shoot in that one take mode quite often. Um, so of course, with that uh, 108 megapixel, we have phase detect autofocus. We do not have dual pixel autofocus and we have optical image stabilization on that bigger camera. Uh, but but that is it. We don't have the dual pixel and we don't have any form of focus uh, capability, autofocus capability 
on the other cameras that is listed. Of course, that could change. That could be something that uh, is just not listed. So let's move on to some of the other features. Of course, each phone has a different battery size, uh, ranging between 4,000 milliamps and 5,000 for the Ultra. So that little bit bigger of a phone, that thicker phone is gonna give you up to 5,000 milliamps. Of course, most phones these days and how well Android is optimized, uh, 4,000 milliamps is gonna give you a great battery life all day long. So really the um, only benefits you're gonna get going up to a 5,000 milliamp battery is a little bit more battery to support that larger display and maybe a little bit better battery life that'll maybe take you into the next day. We'll have to see what that works out to in real world usage. So of course with the video shooting, capabilities going up to 8K. I'm gonna talk more about this in my camera specific video because that is insane 8K video. You know, that's, I went to CES this year and there was 8K stuff all over the place. Of course, I went to CES all the way back to 2012. I remember seeing 8K related stuff. There's no need for 8K footage right now. Of course, there might be a use case for it in some situations. Most of us are not even creating content in 4K. If you watch YouTube videos a lot, the majority of YouTube videos out there are still edited and produced in HD. Of course, mine are 4K, but a lot of them are not. So just moving down, I think there's two more things that I wanted to talk about that I think are pretty interesting. The fact that they tout all these phones being 5G, but not all of them are the end game 5G technology. And so 5G is kind of being rolled out in a variety of different ways. We've seen 5G kind of be faked in a way on like my iPhone. I see 5, 5GE or something mentioned from time to time, depending on where I'm at. That's not true 5G. We're seeing 5G rolling out in larger cities and talking about how fast it is and all that stuff. But there's different variations of what 5G is gonna look like on these devices. There's 5G non-standard, which is NSA, 5G standalone, and then 5G sub six millimeter wave. And the millimeter wave is gonna be that 5G with the insane speeds, the performance, the increased uh, or the decreased latency. And so all of that, those promises of what 5G future looks like are gonna be in that technology. And so the phones don't all come with that. So 5G is like a, a catch-all category for a variety of different technologies that we're gonna see rolled out in these phones. And 5G is not going to reach the entire United States like LTE has uh, for quite some time. It's gonna take a lot of time for that to roll out and especially reach smaller areas, even areas like what where I live, which is technically kind of a big area, but it's not a big city like San Francisco or New York or something like that. Of course, these devices come with the latest uh, processors with that 64-bit octa-core 2.7 gigahertz processor. That's amazing. Uh, different amounts of memory and storage for these devices. Of course, the memory, I would definitely go with a, a phone that has 12 gigabytes. All these 5G phones have at least 12 gigabytes, but two of these phones are available in an LTE-only version as well, depending on where you're located. And those phones only come with eight gigabytes of RAM. And then, of course, the storage capabilities, uh, starting at 128, going up to 512 gigabytes. That is a lot of storage. I did opt for the 512 on this phone just so that I can use it and see how fast I could fill it up with this higher resolution capturing that we're stepping into. If you take advantage of those and take advantage of that one take camera option, you're gonna be eating up a little bit more data. 128 gigs is still a lot of storage, 
but if you if you feel like you're going to be using those features, you may want to actually go with the 256 uh, or maybe even the 512. Yes, you can put a micro SD card in these phones, but these higher resolution video formats cannot write to the SD card in the phone because the ability to write to that micro SD card is not fast enough. So 8K, I doubt that you're gonna be able to record 8K to the micro SD card. I'd be surprised if you can because 4K at 60 frames per second can't on some of these phones. Of course, depending on the speed of your micro SD card, if you go with a faster one, you might be able to, but the slower, cheaper micro SD cards that most people are going to buy are not gonna be fast enough for those read and write speeds. So the last thing I wanted to talk about, even though there are some other things that we could talk about, is the way that they are moving forward with Bixby. Bixby has been useless to me and to most people for the longest time. Uh, of course, it's neat that Samsung came out with their own. Uh, Google has their own. Apple has their own. And so, you know, Samsung and of course, Amazon has their own. But I think this year, Bixby finally, they're getting away from trying to make Bixby this standalone thing that's gonna compete with the others. And they're actually making it useful by tying it directly in with technologies and services that we use. We saw them talk about their integration with Netflix. That direct integration is great. I love that because no longer are we gonna have to go through some intermediary device and have to have Samsung like home type of devices. And then maybe you wanna have a Google Home because Google Assistant is better at the typical things like uh, Google search, answering questions and stuff like that. Um, Google is better at all those things than all the others. But Samsung is starting to actually make Bixby sound useful by integrating directly with these services and these technologies that we use. And so I'm excited to see what that looks and feels like. And I'll definitely be reporting back to all of you on how that feels and what that experience is like. So that's where I'm gonna leave it out on this video. I have my camera video that I'm gonna talk about. And then of course, when I get my hands on the phone, I'm going to compare it to last year's Samsung phones and also compare it to the iPhone. And so if you're interested in the camera, and also I'm definitely going to stress test all of these new high megapixel features, the 8K video, I wanna talk about whether or not those are fluff or if they're actually usable and as great as Samsung made them out to be in their keynote. So definitely subscribe to the channel here if you're interested in that stuff. But that's gonna do it for today. Perhaps you are listening to the podcast. Of course, talks like this that are more discussion are available also on the State of Tech podcast. So you're definitely gonna wanna go check that out. The links are down in the description below. But hit the subscribe button so you can be notified on the YouTube channel as well as that camera video is definitely gonna be interesting. I'm gonna talk about comparing it to other cameras. We are getting into a world where cameras are great. Is our phone enough? I want to talk about those types of things. So make sure to join me in the next video. But I hope to see you there. Until then, take care.